Wilmington College, it's the WC Podcast with Chris Pitcher, Paul Patton, Simone George, and Katie O'Brien. And now, here's your host, Chris Pitcher. Um, welcome to podcast episode number 11. Boy, we're up to 11 already, aren't we? Um, Paul and Simone and Katie are here joining me today. And we've got a lot of fun stuff on the program today. I think it's going to be a good show. Um, we, uh, we're here. We're going to talk about National Library Week. Uh, very exciting. Which is always um, a party favorite. Yes, exactly. And um, a little later on in the show, we're going to have um, a discussion about reality TV. And we're also going to talk about spring break and what you do on spring break. And uh, I've got uh, uh, my buddy Jim Hartzell, a member of our staff, coming in to talk to us about uh, a few things. So um, uh, why don't we go right – where is Jim? Why don't we get Jim on in here, and we'll start uh, right with that, right? That sounds good. Actually, okay, I just yeah. saw him about okay. five minutes ago. Great, right, great. Come on in, Jim. There he is. <laughs> yeah, <I'm in. laughs> That will be crazy. Wow. Is that it? Okay, um, we're here with Jim Hartzell, who's a member of our staff here in College Relations. Um, and, uh, Jim, you've been working um, for a couple of years now uh, on a special project for uh, our president, uh, Dr. Barcelona, which is to put together a speaker's bureau. Uh, and I was hoping that you could probably tell us a little bit of something about that, what that is, and also how people can participate in it. Sure, Chris, thank you. The speaker's bureau at Wilmington College is basically three lists of volunteers. We have three separate categories. One is specific presentations where members of the staff of Wilmington College, both instructors and other staff, have expertise in particular areas. Right. And they can, are able to talk about that and will we'll, uh, accept invitations to make presentations to various groups. Okay. A second list is uh, volunteers have agreed to speak about the college in general. We've put together a story which kind of outlines the growth of the college since its beginnings in 1968 because we feel we have a, quite a story to tell because of the growth of the college and we'll make presentations about that when requested. The gotcha. third one is basically a list of volunteers who will be willing to respond to media representatives when they have questions to do background information on the stories they're, they're writing. Okay, so for example if some event occurs in the news then our people would then come in and comment on that based on their expertise. Yes. So gotcha. a radio okay. store might say, well, according to Wilmington College Professor Joe Blow, uh, yeah. here's the background on that information. Okay, cool. And when you talk about the specific presentations that we have to give, what are some of the topics that we offer in that area? Okay, we have our topics basically divided up right now into five categories, arts and humanities, contemporary societal issues, higher education issues, personal enrichment, and Wilmington College programs. And some of the topics under some of those include military history, history of the Philadelphia mob, the nuclear power industry, accreditation, career development and planning, grief and loss, and managing stress and anxiety. Oh, cool. Who specifically is participating in this? Can anybody here? Yes. How, how does we that have, work? We put out the word amongst the staff of the college that, you know, we'd like anybody to, uh, to give us information about their specific area of expertise. We run it through their supervisor. And if approved, then they become a member of the Speaker's Bureau. So, and we have uh, well over 800 staff members. Right. And that was a part of, on the part of the president initially, thought, well, with that 
number of staff members. We have a wealth of information that we can provide a community service to people. Not only would it get the college's name out there, it would right. uh, provide a service to people who want presentations about any number of topics. Sure. And, 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 and many people might not think that something that they do or are, or are an expert at might be of interest, but... Exactly, yeah. Some of the topics are unusual, but uh, you never can tell when someone says, that sounds interesting. I think I'd like to get my club or my group to uh, hear a presentation about that. Right, exactly. And I think also, especially, the, the, the thing that's key is this issue of um, uh, of being experts to the media. I think that has a right. big impact as far as getting our word out there and and let people know who the people are that work here and what their areas of expertise and, are. And, and certainly generating po- uh, positive publicity for the college oh. as well. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I know that you someone have been receiving requests from media and you have to struggle sometimes to find someone who can respond to that issue. And now they can either directly contact the person on that list or they can call you and we'll try to search up someone who can respond. Yeah, it just makes it easier for the media when you eliminate that intermediate step and they can go directly to the source. Right. That's great. That's great. So are you doing anything specific to try to uh, entice people to uh, participate? Well, it's kind of been a struggle because people with you know, information or a specific topic on this, which are experts, sometimes they're reluctant to blow their own horn, so to speak. Right. Uh, and they're also busy. So uh, it takes a lot of individual politicking, gentle reminders, not so gentle reminders. I, we do emails and other means of communication to try to get people to at least think about it. And it's not really that difficult to volunteer, and it doesn't take a lot of time. And uh, we don't know how many times we're going to get requests to do something like that. But uh, it also keeps keeps like my ears open. I listen for possibilities. And people talk to me and say, well, you might contact so-and-so and see if they might be willing to make a presentation on this particular topic. Right. And then I've been bringing it up constantly at uh, the college's CCC meetings with the Kind of a little bit of humor, Ed. Uh-huh. I put together what they like Dave Letterman's 10 top reasons why you should belong to your local speakers bureau. Right. <laughs> and it provides some humor, but it also keeps in the back of their mind. Well, right. I had to think about that and give Jim a call or have Fred give Jim a call and get on there. Exactly. So now how does somebody arrange uh, for a presentation? By Currently, there are two ways. They can call me in my offices in Georgetown. The number is 302-856-5780. Right. Or they can email me, jlhart at wilmcall.edu. That's J-L-H-A-R-T. Very soon, we're going to have a website spot. Oh, good. With the Speakers Bureau on it where people can click through, and there's a form that they can uh, download or enter. And then it's when it's sent back, it's automatically sent through to me, and then I will get in touch with the people who like the presentation and the person who's going to make it. That's great. And just to be clear, what, what we're talking about right now is um, you know, people who are interested in having – uh, somebody from Wilmington College come and give a presentation. So that's right. Businesses, yeah. organizations, schools, Rotary and Lions clubs, even things of that nature. Sure. Yeah. Anybody would like to hear about the topics that we have listed there? That is great. All right. Hey, thanks so much for coming in, Jim, to talk to us about that. You're welcome. It. I'm glad for the opportunity. All right. Great. Take care. All right. What are we on to next? We're, we're going to talk about spring break. And um, I actually, uh, I don't know, spring break, I don't know, what is spring break like for Wilmington College students? Because, I mean, I think you think of spring break and you think of a certain 
Well, I think it's all situational yeah. because you have such a range of different ages, right? Um, and a lot of us work, so yeah. sometimes exactly. if you're off a of spring break from school, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're off from work, right? Exactly. So, um, which I cannot say for myself because I am off. Ha, yeah. Ha, ha. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Nah, we we nah. have spring break off. Yes, we we are not in the office. We're closed. Yeah. But then again. Like, for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to be hanging around the house because my daughter's spring break was two weeks ago. Oh. So, I'm not, Our you know. spring break is a little bit off. I know University of Delaware's is, I think, this week because my brother's right. actually in Miami. Right. So, ours oh. is a little bit later. Right. Yeah. Katie, you're at the University of Delaware. So, yeah. you have off, theoretically, right now. Yes. Yes. Um, but, but you're then, working. Yes, I am. Right. Very hard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Want to make that clear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, when Wilmington College is on spring break... Mm-hmm. I will be taking classes. Right. Uh, gotcha. Catching up on her schoolwork because yep. we've been working her like a dog here. All right. So what? <laughs> but what are what are? Let's talk about this. So then, what what do people still do? I mean, I'm a little older than the rest of this group, right. but I mean, what do people in my day? Spring break, you went to Florida. Yeah. You got crazy. You drank too much, and you just mm-hmm. went insane. But what what do you what do you do now? I mean, Unfortunately, the days have changed, <laughs> and um, actually, I. Really, they have? Yeah. There's just a little bit more drinking going on. No. um, I have a few trips planned. Uh, Beach trip. um, Just go different places. um, Just to... You know, get out of the house really because right. every day is kind of like the same. You go to work, you come home, you right. go to bed, you know, things like that. Um, so now doing things that you really can't do. <laughs> so, Yusman, what are you doing? Um, I actually don't have any plans for spring break. Um, I plan on actually maybe catching up on a little bit more television and um, getting into some of my reality TV shows that I can't get enough of. (laughs) Which we'll talk about a little bit later in this program. Okay. (laughs) I'd love to ask you, Katie, what you've done, but pretty much you've been working here your entire spring break. Yeah, I I plan to get some some schoolwork done, but the week's gone by so fast. You're so studious. Mm-hmm. She's no, she's a wild animal. But um, but it, uh, <laughs> um, but for other people, are they still all going down to spring to Florida and doing all that stuff? I mean, outside of us, we're I a little bit. A lot of yeah, people you, do. You still get your people going down to Cancun, Cancun going down that's to Florida. A big one, yeah. Um, there might be just a little bit more drinking going on than there was when you took your spring break. But other than that, no real change. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those were the Reagan years. Everybody was drinking back then. <laughs> um, but um, all right, that's great. Now, now. We do end this our particular spring break, or do we end it, or we begin it with Easter? How does that? Right? It begins with it begins Easter. Begins with Easter. This yes, year. it that's does. Right. Yeah. And um, th- that's how it's been ever since I've been here. It's right. usually spring break begins right before, right, right before Easter. So. Right, right. No, it doesn't begin right before Easter. <laughs> it begins right, right Easter. after Easter. Okay, thank you. Right, exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it, it, it. We start. We have Easter, and then we have spring break. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Now that we're all clear. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, but for those of us who observe Easter. This is true. Yeah. Um, now that Simone has mentioned the reality TV, we have got a few uh, mails. Mailman, got your mail here. Well, we got an email from Stephanie Arvell. So, okay. So anyhow, Stephanie Arvell gave us an email, and she said that, um, oh, well, first of all, I want to also let you know that I put a post on our MySpace, and I put a little, uh, Katie wrote something in the email asking, you know, seeing what people think about reality TV. So uh, Stephanie Arvell said, uh, I love reality TV. 
I could be watching American Idol, Survivor, The Surreal Life, Big Brother, Super Nanny, Wife Swap, Dancing with the Stars, or even I Love New York. Which, uh, Smooth, isn't that one of your favorites? Absolutely my yeah. favorite. Smooth. No, me either. Uh. Um, so people say, I have too much time on my hands, which is so not true. It is my way of relaxing and having a few laughs. If it's a reality show, I will watch it. And that is right. from uh, Stephanie Norvell. Cool. So That's great. What are your thoughts? What, on reality TV? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love it. That would be crazy. Derek Fingers for Melody. Wow. Is that it? No, reality TV, I, you know, I mean, when I think about reality television, I think that, you know, what do we think it started with? I think it started with MTV, didn't it? Real it's World. Real World and Big Brother, and yeah. that was NBC, I think, but um, was that NBC? I don't know. Yeah, but at any rate, um, but that's really where I think it started, and then just sort of, you know, just kept growing and expanding with this whole thing, and and I think you have different categories of reality television too. You have reality television that has some element of game show quality to it, some element right. of prize winning or achieving something, and then you have reality television, which is just let's take a whole bunch of people, throw them together in some goofy situation, and watch what happens. Um, so I don't know, but but I was thinking that we could talk a little bit about the pros and cons of reality television, or where 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 does this come? Because I mean, my you know, I started out in television production, and I had a lot of family that I grew up with in television production, and the whole face of television has changed, in my opinion, because used to be you came up with you had a lineup of shows, the networks would come out every September, and it would be you know all these. You know, different shows that were that were stories, and they were you know people put some time and effort into thinking, writing scripts, and having actors and doing all this stuff. Right. And now it's just a series of all these different reality programs. It's kind of like up, turn the camera on and yeah, go. we can come up with the most clever gimmick that we can come up with, yeah. and then we create a show around it. So it's very very different. And I'm wondering where that appetite is coming from. Clearly, people are watching them. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think one of the biggest questions is why are we so intrigued? Why is everybody so intrigued by watching others' lives on reality TV? And I think one of the answers is that it's human nature to want to compare ourselves to others. And the networks know this. And knowing that, they place abnormal people in abnormal situations mm -hmm. so that we can walk away feeling perfectly normal. Yeah, um, like it makes idea. us feel superior watching people get humiliated. It feels good. Well, it feels good for me to turn on the television <laughs> and see someone whose life is even more messed up than mine. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, now, now they have the um, big, like, you know, make your dreams come true reality shows that have right. kind of grown out of it. And they shell out big bucks to yeah. like build houses. Makeover, right? And yeah. Right. yeah. That's what I like. I like watching your favorite, right? Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Home edition. Home edition, yes. Right. Well, is there uh, another edition? It started with Extreme Makeover where they would do plastic surgery and... Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I didn't care for that. I didn't think that... You can rub me the right I way. I think that went a little kinda, too far. Yeah, yeah. But the Home Edition is very cool. They have some really good stories on there, and you get to know the the families and, and right. their real story. I think that's kind of cool. Well, and, um, and, and, and you had that whole series. There's less of them now, but that whole series of dating-related Disaster. Bachelor. Yeah, the you bachelor. had The Bachelor. Which is coming up with a new season, by the yes, way. Yes, it is. commercials. The Littlest Groom. Yeah. <laughs> We man. <laughs> I am. My boyfriend and I are addicted to I Love New York, which appears on VH1. 
Um, I don't know if anybody ever watched The Flavor of Love, that reality TV show that oh, appeared yeah. on VH1 as well. Um, but this is one of the former Flavor of Love girls, and she now has 15, 16, 17 guys vying for her, and each show, one gets eliminated. And it's just, I, I can't get enough of it. I don't know why. It's, she's loud, and she's ghetto, but she's fun yeah. to watch, and she's animated, and she says what's on her mind. Sometimes garbage TV is just great. Well, that's, yeah. and that's, <laughs> we and that leads, yeah, that sort of leads like me that. to another thought. Yeah. when you mentioned this, which is there are people actually carving out careers for themselves based on being, having been an idiot on some other program. Oh, yeah. So you've got people who, and even with, I mean, on, on a more quote-unquote mainstream level, right. American Idol, okay, you've got people who are creating careers for themselves that maybe don't have anything to do necessarily with whether they had a record contract or not. Mm -hmm. right. You know, you have... Um, um, uh, who's the one who just won the Oscar? Well, won the Oscar, right? For Jennifer Hudson. Right, Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Right. You've got people who are becoming announcers for TV Guide Channel, and right. you've got people who are. I mean, I just saw a commercial the other night for William with William Hung for Hollywood Tans. So you know, I mean, and I mean, why this guy's still being paid to do things? I have no idea, but but he is. So. That's another interesting thing. Yeah, there, there's something alluring about getting your 15 minutes of fame. And, um, you know, it's all about exposure. People go on these reality shows, I think, with the idea of promoting maybe they have uh, a record or they've just signed with a record label or anything else like that. And they go on these shows to get that exposure, to help promote their ideas. Yeah. And, and in many cases, it's much more than 15 minutes of fame. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. You know, in many cases, it, it gets expanded to, you know, into being something. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, a lot of times the rejects are more yeah. popular than oh, yeah. the ones so. that win. Yeah. 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 William Hung. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, geez. he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. Um, but no, he's, he does. He has, he has a Hollywood tans. He's got an ad for them now. That's hysterical. And you know what I was thinking, too, when we were talking about this, is Jessica Simpson. Right. I mean, before, I, I, I don't know, maybe this is my perception, but yeah. what really put her over the edge was when she did the newlyweds with Nick Lachey. Uh -huh. And she really, I, her yeah. whole personality on that show was the pretty much the idiot right and everybody kind of caught on and you kind of hated her right but that hating her made her popular right. you know exactly. even more popular than she already well was. who was the woman yeah. that was on the apprentice there was a woman that was on the apprentice that oh. agitated everybody so much and then was that the blonde lady no 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 no, no. oh what was her name it starts with an o oh uh, yeah uh boy i oh. don't know at any rate email us Send us an email. Let if you us know. Yeah. Oh, oh, so, yeah. I remember that. It was I. For, I forget what her name is. Send us a note because we're going to continue this discussion. By the way, but yes. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, and 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 she irritated everybody, and she yeah. was just tremendous fame. Yeah, she got hit in the head with plaster fell on her head, and then she got. <laughs> I remember all that. None of that's funny. <laughs> no, but it, what's sad is that I know all this stuff. It's in my brain, and I remember it. You know, and I'm not alone. You know, I don't know. What do you think, Katie? Um, I, I, I like reality TV. Um, I, I end up watching it, probably waste more time than I should watching it because I get caught up in it. Right. Um, you know, and some of them, some of them seem to have a good message. They like super nanny. It yeah. kind of helps parents learn how to deal with, you know, some difficult problems that everybody goes through. And um, I love watching those kids wailing on her. You know what I mean? Like, that's the best part of it. Oh, like, yeah. The few times I've watched it, it's like you want to see them, like, kicking her in the shins. You yeah, know, that's yeah. the whole point. And again, some parents can watch that and say, well, at least my kids aren't that bad. Exactly. Right. One yeah. last thing I want to touch on, um, yeah. and maybe we might want to spin this off into our next discussion, because we are going to continue this discussion on another program, but 
you get to the programs like American Idol and you have this issue of now other hangers-on, like websites like um, Vote for the Worst, that are there specifically to, can I say screw with? Yeah, I guess so. To mess with this program, right? By by encouraging people to vote for horrible singers as opposed to vote for the yeah. best ones. So now you've got guys like this Sanjay that's on there who is really terrible. It's Sanjaya. Oh, is it Sanjaya? Whatever it is. Okay, Sanjaya. There you go. It's whatever and, you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. And he's just terrible, and yet, you know, he's still on there, and they're voting off people that are, you know, halfway decent and yeah. so on and so forth. So, at any rate. All righty. I think we got to wrap this one up, though, for now. Um, what are we on to next? Uh, well, we're going to take a commercial break, but I do want to let our listeners know that if you do have any input about this topic, please send it in because we are going to bring it back in. Definitely. Uh, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah uh, after we come back from break, we're going to have another program, and we might actually want to focus on uh, what makes it uh, a negative thing. Wilmington College News and Events. Okay, we're here with the news. Um, Katie, what do you got? I have some news from Career Services. Um, They recently held the annual career fair with over 75 vendors and employers in the Pratt Gym at the Newcastle campus. Over 300 job seekers attended the event. Uh, Career Services received great reviews from students and alumni, and many of the employees gave the event an excellent rating and expressed interest in the Dover Career Fair in fall 2007. That's great. Do we have an idea of what companies were there? Do we know that? I know there were a number of school districts there. I know the Army was there, um, Bank of America. Okay, cool. I know education. Different health organizations as well. Yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good. And it it was also open to the public, which is I think is great. Many um, school career fairs are only for students or alumni, and um, yeah. So I thought it was really good. So um, career services is also having um, on campus interviewing week during the week of April second. And they will have local employers, including Kelly Educational Services, Master Sidlow and Associates, Monumental Life, and Applied Card Systems with entry-level positions all the way up to master-level jobs. Uh, For more information, contact Katie Ellis at 302-356-6791 or katie.p.ellis at womcall.edu. Well, uh, I have some... Some pretty uh, crafty information too. Okay. Uh, the information you just say crafty, crafty, okay. exactly. And, and there's a reason for this <laughs> because the ITAC Information yeah. Technology and Advanced Communications uh, on Wednesday, April fourth is hosting another colloquium series. Okay. And uh, it presents a presentation from the Barnes Foundation, uh, featuring Laura Creed, educational coordinator, um, from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m in the Admissions and Classroom Center in room 309. And uh, we've been to one of ITAC's colloquium series, um, was it a presentation, I guess? Right. That was uh, the... Victoria Wyatt. Yeah, right. And right. that was a really cool event. Um, so I'd recommend for anybody to go uh, go to this one as well. 
if you would like to go to this, uh, for more information, you can contact Hillary Fuller at 302-356-6977 or Hillary J. Fuller or Hillary.J.Fuller at WilmCall.edu, and she'll give you all the information that you need uh, for this event. Yeah, that's always the confusing thing as a staff member here for me. You never know what anybody's middle initial is. It is. You know, it's I could, so I know, yeah. So you always got to figure, figure that out. Right. All right. We also have a writers' conference coming up this year on April 14th. Wilmington College will host the 2007 Writers' Conference, and this is sponsored by the Delaware Literacy Connection and the General Studies Division. And this event, it really has something for every writer. There's going to be journalists, novelists, short story writers and poets with workshops, panel discussions, and readings throughout the whole day. And the best part about it is registration is free. So you get to meet all these prominent authors, learn of of their writings, and go through these workshops for free. There you go, Katie. I expect you to go to it. I will be. (laughs) Yeah, I think it looks really cool. I mean, even for people that don't have a lot of experience writing, some of the stuff, like if you've ever thought... I know a lot of people have thought, like, I, I have a good story to tell. How do I how do I write it down? How do I write it into a, a book or another kind of short story? Right, right. And, um, yeah, they have sessions about that kind of stuff, too. So Do we actually have a list here of some of the um, workshops that are there or discussions that are there? Things like uh, how to break into the world of photojournalism, uh, uh, poetry, uh, technique does matter. Let's see what else we got here. The newspaper uh, business. A lot right, of people exactly. are interested in that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Magazine versus newspaper writing. Right, fiction or nonfiction. Yeah. So a lot of different topics are being discussed. That's kind of cool. And the list is endless. And so they'll be I... selling books and they'll have a book signing as well. So. A book signing? Yeah. That's exciting. Yep. Uh, who's going to be signing their book? I am. Um, there's, there's, there's many, Bad uh, joke. Yeah. prominent yeah. authors. Limbs I've scratched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh boy! Bad, Little bad. inside joke there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. That's great. No, but who actually is going to be signing their book? We got off the topic Let's there. Let's see. But, uh, um, some of these authors. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm sure not all of them have have a book out right now. Right, right, right. But um. Okay. Cool. Because we're going to talk a little bit later on. Yes. With um, uh, yeah, Jim, right? Yes. Uh, about uh, his stuff at the library. Yes. And there is a book signing associated with that, so that's going to be interesting. But we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, yes. let's go over to the sports news and see what we have there. All righty. Please hold just a second. Is your Wilmington College sports update. The baseball team opened up their CAC season with a 14-7 win over Philadelphia University. Earlier in the week, they swept a doubleheader from Blue Merge University, lost to Montclair State University, and defeated Columbia Union 9-1 and 7-1. Mattiani came up big as the Wildcats beat Millersville University 13-9 off of his walk-off Grand Slam. And for the second time this season, senior outfielder Jason Rust was named CACC Player of the Week on March 26th. Rust hit four home runs, drove in 11 runs, and scored six times in a 5-1 and one week for the Wildcats. He blasted three home runs in the win over Millersville and had six RBIs in the game. He also hit two doubles and drove in three runs in the win over Bloomsburg. The baseball team now stands at 1-0 in the CACC and 10-5 and overall. 
On March 26th, the softball team lost a doubleheader to Georgian Court University 5-4 and 3-2. They are now 0-2 in the CACC and 7-5 overall. Moving on to lacrosse, the 2-3 and lacrosse team lost to Philadelphia University and Malloy College last week. This past Tuesday, the golf team finished 8th out of 19 teams at the Goldie Beacom College Invitational at Hartfield National Golf Club. Last week at the Fairfield University Invitational in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the team finished 9th out of 14 teams. With your Wildcat Sports Update, I'm Simone George. <laughs> now, now, do you think, Simone, that this means that we're in for... Uh, a really awesome baseball season this year. I think so. Um, as you'll recall, last year the baseball team did make it to the CACC tournament right, exactly. and suffered a, a heartbreaking loss in, I believe it was the semifinals, yeah. um, either quarterfinals or semifinals. But I think things are looking up for the baseball team. And I, I think also the softball team, you know, they came in and they completely revamped that roster and they revamped the coaching staff. So I think both the baseball and the softball team are in for some good seasons this year. That's great because I, 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 I get this news feed that has been keeping me in touch with what's going on down in uh, spring, uh, spring to the beginning of the season. And um, yeah, I'm looking training. forward. Yeah, spring training. That's the words I want. Um, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a good baseball season this year. <laughs> yeah, that will be crazy. Wow. Is that it? Hey, okay. Um, we're here now with uh, Jim McCloskey, who's our director of library services at Wilmington College. We're here to talk a little bit about um, National Library Week, which runs from uh, April uh, 15th to the 21st. Um, and we're talking a little bit about what that is and then what we're doing over here at the college. Um, the library is a vital role, plays a vital role in what goes on here on campus. Uh, we, we contribute to the ongoing learning research, the development of the classroom, uh, what goes on in the classroom. Uh, our resources are available to all our students from off campus and on campus. We're encouraging its use, and National Library Week is one way that we can do that. So what goes on during this National Library Week? What do you guys do to, to celebrate this? Well, the library uh, libraries throughout the country are celebrating this event as a way to promote the role of the library in society. Mm -hmm. For an academic library here, like here at Wilmington College, we want to promote the idea that the library is an important element in what goes on in research, in study, in learning, and in the ongoing work of the classroom. The faculty and the students both play a vital role. We want to inform them about the library and what it offers to them in their research and, and learning. Okay. Um, and you have uh, you have somebody coming in giving a lecture this week, this uh, Chris Castelli. That's uh, right. Castellani. Castellani. There we go. Sorry about that. Chris Castellani is an author who grew up in Wilmington in the Little Italy section, mm -hmm. and he is uh, a writer who has been noted with awards, uh, actually, from uh, different organizations, and he's actually going to be coming and talking about his latest book called The Saint of Lost Things, and this book is about his experience growing up in Wilmington, Delaware's Little Italy section. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot to say about not just the Italians, but what went on in the 1950s in Wilmington, Delaware. We think that there's a lot of local interest, there's a lot of interest in the writing experience, which he can share with us. Mm -hmm. And it's an opportunity for our students, our community here at Wilmington College, to meet uh, a noted author. That's exciting, yeah, because I think Wilmington was a very different place in the 50s, so that kind of is an interesting thing. I know that the 60s seem to change things a lot around here. Um, 
Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Ahead, no, ahead, no, I was going to say, now, this book, The Scene of Lost Things, as well as his first novel, A Kiss from Adelina, those are both available at the library for checkout, correct? That's correct. And the bookstore is offering copies for sale, and they'll have copies at the event for the author to sign if, awesome. if folks want to purchase oh, a copy. Oh, that's great. So, so on that particular day, that's Thursday, April 19th, and it says 5.30 p.m. I'm assuming that's when his, his lecture will begin. Actually, we're going to start with refreshments at 5.30. We'll, we'll have Italian cuisine, okay. uh, maybe some pit cells and things like that. <laughs> but uh, hopefully uh, we'll have a lot of folks come in and just want to talk and uh, feel the experience. We'll try to have some Italian music, uh, maybe even get the author to just mingle a little bit. Okay. And then uh, we'll actually start at 6 o'clock when the author will make his presentation. We'll have a question and answer period afterwards when he'll be available to sign copies of his book. Gotcha, gotcha. And this great. takes place in the auditorium, the ACC, ACC auditorium? ACC auditorium, okay. yes. Okay. Now, Jim, I was curious if there are any kind of special giveaways for this Yes, event. we're going to have a giveaway of one copy of the book, and that will be a drawing at the event, uh, and also, uh, I think that's it, yeah. Mm. How about an iPod shuffle? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> the, the iPod Shuffle was actually yeah. part of our uh, survey. We have a library survey that we have put on the web. We would like students and uh, faculty to contribute uh, their feedback on what the library does and what they would like to see the library do in the future. For those students who take the survey, they have an opportunity to enter a drawing to win an iPod Shuffle. There you go. Yes. That's great. And That's they can, very they can, they can take the survey on? On the, on the web, and we have a web address, which is www.wilmcall.edu slash surveys slash student library survey, or if they're faculty, faculty library survey. Interesting. That's, That's great. That's great. Now, um... Uh, what does the uh, you you have a website for the library, correct? That's correct. Okay, and that would be wilmcall.edu/library. Um, what does that website offer? That website is actually a gateway to resources that the library has, including uh, our library databases. We are adding considerable amount of library databases with full text resources. So the actual journal articles, ebooks are available through this link. And now, with this online resource, students can log into Web Campus and access those databases uh, from home, from their offices. Uh, formerly, we had a limit to getting to those databases, but now we've opened it up, and all the databases, including our eBooks and many of our reference materials, are now going electronic, so that now they can access and use them from the convenience of their home, wherever they are. So that's a free service that we offer here yes, for our students, right? for all enrolled students. As soon as a student uh, is registered and they have their web campus login and password, they're ready to go. They can start doing their research. But also available to faculty as well, right? Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Faculty can yeah. log in. I mean, I've taken advantage of it a few times, and it's been marvelous for, for things that, um, in my own research that I've done for various projects, uh, things that are out of print. Oh, I mean, it's just an awesome resource for that, and I've used that several times. So, yeah, cool. So not a lot of people know that it's not just the People's Library in Newcastle that, uh, in which we offer library services. We also have a library resource room here at the Wilson Graduate Center in Newcastle, and we also have a library center in Dover. 
That's a really good point. How do those how do those function as are they satellites or are they part of the same network? How does that really work? Because there are there are resources, not just Newcastle, that you get to you can come to. That's correct. Newcastle is the main campus library, and that's where the main collection is. But all of our resources can be used at all the sites. If a student in Dover or Georgetown, Rehoboth Graduate Center needs something from the main campus, they can simply request it, and we'll ship it to their home. Uh, we have a librarian who's actually working in Dover full time and is available to either advise, guide, instruct uh, the students and faculty in Dover. We have a, a librarian here at the Graduate Center who can sit down with students, uh, come into classes and, and provide instruction. We also have a librarian at the Georgetown site who is available to work with our students to teach them how to use our resources. So we're not just the main campus, uh, but we have opened this up throughout the state and uh, throughout the region. Hmm. Now, now, what other um, uh, what other uh, resources do you guys have at the library that maybe people might not know about? Is there anything that you can think of off the, the cuff that's uh, something you might not think of when you, you might think of a college library? Well, I think most people think of the library as just a, a collection. It's a collection of materials that are useful for their research. Right. However, what has happened in the past 10 years or so as things be, have become more available electronically is we are, we are providing instruction on how to actually use those resources, how to evaluate those resources. So I would say that it's the personal touch that we can provide for those who are doing their research. And that, re that personal touch is not just a phone call, but it's an email, and soon we will have live person uh, chat capability right. that will be available for these students as well. Uh, so I guess the, m the most important thing is not that there is a lack of information, but that there is too much information. How do we wade your way through this maze of information? The librarians are there to help our students, our faculty, those that need assistance. Gotcha, gotcha. Is it also the library also still a place to uh, be able to, you have discussion rooms and things like that? We do. We have group study rooms. Mm -hmm. We have uh, AV uh, resources, so you can watch DVDs. Uh, you can sit down at the computers. We have I think 28 computers right, exactly. uh, at each site, uh, AV support, and uh, the, the the computers are getting much more sophisticated now. So the students are actually uh, able to sit at a computer, chat with their friends, do research, uh, ask a question of the reference librarian without even actually getting up off of their chair. So yeah, yeah. it's become excellent. pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, okay, well, that's great, Jim. Thanks so much for coming in. Um, I think that was, uh, you know, again, I think sometimes people don't even realize what we have to offer, and it's good to be able to, to get that information out. So thanks a lot, and we're looking for. I know I'm looking forward to the um, uh, uh, the event on the 19th. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Thanks for the opportunity. Chris. Oh, excellent. Anytime. And we do want to remind everyone that the library will close for spring break at 5 o'clock p.m. on Friday, April 6th, and reopen with regular hours at 9 o'clock a.m. on Saturday, April 14th. Excellent. Okay, well, unfortunately, it is that time again. Um, thanks uh, to Jim McCloskey, Jim Hartzell, um, and uh, everyone else who's been involved in the program today. I uh, hope everybody enjoys their spring break. Uh, remember to spend some time catching up on reality TV and write to us and give us your thoughts on reality television, and we will air your uh, comments, um, uh, hopefully most of them, um, on the air. Um, and uh, during the break, by the way, uh, we're going to do a short little program 
uh, which is what we're calling our Infocast, uh, which has reminders of things that are coming up, um, so on and so forth. So uh, so for, for all of us here at the WC Podcast, have a wonderful spring break, and we'll see you when we get, get back. Keep in touch with the WC Podcast team. Email us at podcast at wilmcall.edu or visit our website at wilmcall.edu slash podcast. And check out our MySpace at myspace.com slash WC Podcast. And on Facebook, join the WC Podcast group. Thank you for listening to the WC Podcast, your source for Wilmington College news, events, and entertainment on the go.